Welcome to the Coffee with Jesus podcast, where together we will fill our cups with a whole lot of Jesus. I'm your host, Jessica Noring. Let's get ready to dig deep. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Coffee with Jesus podcast. I am super excited today to share what the Lord has put on my heart the past few days as I stumble through it walk through it, um, experience it myself is really where this is coming from. So I hope it encourages you as much as it has me the, the past few days. But before I do that and dig deep into that, I want to just do a quick shout out to my mom. And thank you so much, mom, for um, hanging out with Graham and Grace today while I do some things for the ministry, including this podcast. So without my mom, it would not be possible. So thank you so much, mom, for doing that and serving in that way. All right, so let's dive in. As I said, I'm so excited to share this message that the Lord has put on my heart that he's teaching me as I walk through this as well. And so I want to just start off with the question I thought about as I wrote everything down about what really is like the main message here. And the message is, do you feel stuck? Do you feel stuck? And this actually came from my own experience uh, lately, but also in women's Bible study, we're doing the book of Acts right now through our church. And we were doing Acts 7 yesterday. And so during my quiet time, I it was like 530. Nick and I have been trying to get up And Graham came down the stairs at six, but in those 30 minutes, the Lord can do amazing things. And so this is when he delivered um, this revelation to me. And so it's in Acts 7. Um, Before we dive in, I want to give a little context into Acts chapter 7. It's talking about Stephen addressing the council. Um, And just a little context on Stephen. Um, In chapter 6 of Acts, it talks about Stephen being full of the Spirit and of wisdom, he was chosen to be one of the seven men who would take on the ministry of um, the food program. So for the widows and orphans, the food program he was chosen for. And shortly after that, it talks a little bit about how they laid hands on them and and then how many were brought to Christ through um them, the apostles being able to go out and continue to do the ministry because they weren't tied down with the food ministry. So that's a little background. Then Stephen is arrested, so we don't know like how long that time period was, but he was a man full of God's grace and power, it says in Acts 6, verse 8. And his face actually shone as bright as an angel's to the um, synagogue of freed slaves that he was um, arrested by. So that happens. And then right after that, we get into Acts chapter 7, where Stephen is asked by the high priest, you know, are these accusations true, which they were accusing him of blasphemy, basically, um, against Moses and against God. And so he then goes into this amazing reply um, of, of really going back all the way to Abraham of God appearing to Abraham and telling him to leave his native land and come into the land that I will show you into the promised land. So he really peels back all of this because all of these 
people in the high council knew the Old Testament. They knew the promises and the prophets and all of the things that God had promised the Israelites. So he goes into that. And then he also starts talking about how um, the Israelites were oppressed as slaves for 400 years in Egypt. Which is just incredible. And he's giving that whole account. And I won't go into all of it. You can read it for yourself. But what really hit me was, as he's walking through all of this, he also talks about Joseph and Abraham And all the ways that God showed up for the different people um, in the Old Testament through the promise. He, in verse 39, says, But our ancestors refused to listen to Moses. They rejected him and wanted to return to Egypt. And if you caught when I mentioned earlier that the Israelites were in enslaved to Egypt for 400 years. And now they did not want to return. They wanted to return to Egypt when Moses tried to lead them out, um, you know, out of, in Exodus, out of Egypt into the promised land. And if you're not familiar with the Old Testament, it's a beautiful, all connected story, Old to New Testament of how God redeems. And this is absolutely what God was doing. But the people the Israelites, the chosen ones, did rejected him, rejected Moses, and wanted to return to Egypt. And these words literally jumped off the page at me yesterday when I was studying this. I thought, why in the world would they want to go back to Egypt? Egypt was slavery. It was, a, it was bondage. They were literally there for 400 years under... Um, slavery of the Egyptians and the Pharaoh, why in the world did they want to stay there? When Moses was giving them this promise that it was given to Abraham from God, that they would go to a land flowing with milk and honey. And so I just paused there and I was like, what is wrong with the Israelites? Like, why would they ever want to do that? And then as I sat in that, I was like, how often do I do this? How often do I do this? And when I got to verse 51, as Stephen was talking to the council, he says, you stubborn people. And then he goes on to say a little bit more. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? That's what your ancestors did, and so do you. And I always want to apply everything to my life, obviously, as I read. And I just thought, resisting the Holy Spirit is staying in Egypt. It's wanting to stay in captivity, wanting to stay in what's comfortable versus what God's best is for us. Even though it's uncomfortable and we don't always know where we're going, somehow we want to stay in Egypt. And I thought, I do this. Yes, Lord, I do this. And I know this is what you are speaking to me. And so I wrote down in my journal, I'm just going to back up here. This was from yesterday and today, actually, but I just wrote down that the Israelites wanted to stay in Egypt, the very place of captivity. They didn't want to leave what was comfortable to them, even though it wasn't good for them. They clung to the familiar prison cell of captivity, and they didn't believe God's promise. They didn't trust God. And I wrote down, how often do I do this, and what's my Egypt? And for me, I wrote down fear and trauma 
And if any of you have not heard my story yet, you can go back in earlier episodes where I dive deeper into it. But five years ago, we had our first child and I went through a lot of trauma. Um, I had a near-death experience with that and many other um, health-related things that I'm still healing from today. And it really started in me a cycle of fear that I had never experienced before on that level um, and trauma and really found myself in a place where I felt like I was in prison. I felt like I was shackled by fear and trauma and pain. And so that place became so familiar to me that it was comfortable. I knew it day in and day out. I could rehearse the trauma over and over in my brain and go to that place again uh, where I nearly died and where I experienced some really hard things. But in the midst of it, looking back, God was setting me free. He was putting me in that place um, where it was, you know, captivity so that when I did get out and, and was being set free, I would realize, wow, this is what freedom is like. Um, and so I have come a really long way in that. Um, God has done an absolute amazing work in setting me free in a lot of areas, but I still have a lot of healing to do too. I always tell people that I'm on the journey to freedom. Um, I have not yet arrived, and I know many of us can attest to that, that God continues to peel back the onion layers and set us free brick by brick. And so uh, when I look back at that, though, that is really what I would say is my Egypt, and it still continues to be. Um, there are times where I notice I'm like, wow, for the last few months or day or week or whatever it might be, I'm experiencing freedom and I'm feeling a lot more free and experiencing that. And then all of a sudden I'm in this prison cell again. That's so familiar to me, this Egypt, this place of captivity. And it, how did I end up here again? And so sometimes we just go back to what is familiar. They wanted to go back to Egypt and if you dig into that in the Old Testament, in Exodus, they wanted to go back there because they were actually being fed and they weren't um, getting out of their comfort zone. When God had them go on the journey to the promised land, he was providing for them manna, but enough for every single day. And it wasn't this like feast constantly, but he was giving them enough for each day. And he said, don't, you know, he even says, don't collect more than you need because it'll mold. He wanted them to be reliant on them. He wanted them to not resist the Holy Spirit, but to be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, and to be led, at that time it was through um, a pillar of smoke and all of that. But um, my point here in question to all of us is just, what's our Egypt? What is that place we go back to? I know there's this like funny quote, but a dog vomits and then goes back to its vomit. Why would he do that. That's gross. That's why would you want to do that? Right. But it's familiar. He knows his, his smell, his vomit, all of that. So I think of it in that way too, that sometimes we do go back there and we want to, because it's familiar, even though it's not good for us, we tend to want to go back there. So I know I've really, um, said a lot about that, but it just so hit me and it encouraged me too, that even when we do experience, whether it's a day or month or even a year of freedom, and then we feel like we're kind of going back into that place, God may be doing a work and peeling back another layer of healing that needs to happen so that we can experience the true freedom on the other side. So I go on to write in my journal that there is so much freedom on the other side. 
so much waiting for us, so much victory. But we need to step out. We need to believe God at his word, to not resist the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives, to follow, not fall back into old prison cells, comfortable places, things that aren't good for us. So what's your Egypt? What is it that you find yourself going back into, wanting to run back to when things get hard, when things get uncomfortable, when you don't understand the plan, when it hurts? And then I also wrote down, where is Jesus renewing you? Where is he calling you to a better way? The road to freedom isn't easy. There will be resistance along the way, but stay the course. And so to bring this full circle, my reading this morning was Hebrews 11. God has a really amazing way of doing that, doesn't he? Of just bringing everything full circle. So Hebrews 11 is talking all about, let me get there as you hear my pages moving here. (laughs) Hebrews 11 is about great examples of faith. And it goes on to say over and over and over again, it was by faith that this person did this. It was by faith. And so I'm reading that this morning, and I just keep seeing it was by faith. It was by faith. And then in Hebrews 11, 9, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to, a, to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. I'm going to say that again. He went without knowing where he was going. And I don't know about you, but there are so many times in my walk with the Lord that I do not know where I'm going. Almost always. I just take that step that he may be saying, just like he told Abraham, you're going to go to leave home and go to another land. And you're going to go out of your comfort zone. You're going to leave what's familiar, everything that you've known, everything you've built your life here, you're going to leave and you're going to go to the land I've promised you. And you're going to have as many descendants as the sand and the stars in the sky. So as we meditate on that, he went without knowing where he was going. Wow. We don't need to have all the answers. I remind myself of that all the time that um, in the midst of I've been having different health things that are in unexplainable symptoms, that kind of thing, and seen many different doctors, and it's very frustrating. And um, I very easily can go into that fear and anxiety mode that I talked about and go back to that Egypt. But God is slowly, day by day, brick by brick, setting me free from that. And it's not easy at all. Um, there are times when I'm like, I feel like I'm right back in that that captivity again, and I feel like I'm not free at all. And then I'll reach out for prayer or I'll, you know, dig into his word and pray. And he gives me a strength that I know I could never get uh, from myself. And so whatever you're walking through, I just want to encourage you. I'm getting emotional because I know that there's some listening or you listening right now or someone you know that's walking through really tough things or maybe just the they're growing weary just from life and from all that's going on in the world. I think we all can attest to that. We feel like weary travelers sometimes. Um, but I just want to encourage all of us that it was by faith that Abraham left home. He went to a land where he did not know where he was going. 
But God knew what was on the other side. God promised him a land flowing with milk and honey, and he was going to get them there. Yes, it took 40 years from the time Moses led them to when they got there, but God kept his promise, and he is so faithful. So whatever promise God has given you, or if you need to dig in and ask him, Lord, what what do you have for me on the other side of this? What's the opportunity here? He will get you there, and he will keep his promise. And he is so faithful, and it's by faith. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 1, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And so if you cannot see what's ahead or you don't know where you are going, you are in good hands with Jesus. I know that because I've experienced it. Um, And so I hope that encourages you today. I don't want to go on much longer than that uh, for time's sake. I I know that we all have busy schedules and lives, but I just want to recap again. So what's your Egypt? What is that place where you go back to that's familiar and comfortable? Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it is fear and anxiety for you. Maybe it's you want to stay in... um, a certain location when God's calling you to a different job or a different um, house or he's calling you to move somewhere, maybe move across the country, whatever it might be. Uh, What is it for you? What is your Egypt that's comfortable and you know that God has given you a promise or is nudging you in a certain direction that's really uncomfortable that he is going to keep his promise on? It's not going to be easy necessarily to trudge through and allow him to do the healing and the work that needs to be done to truly set us free. But what is it on the other side? It's freedom. And I don't know if you've heard this song. It's called Egypt by Corey Asbury. I highly recommend you go listen to it. But it says, you took me out of Egypt. You took me by the hand. You walked me out in freedom into the promised land. He stepped into his Egypt. And God is going to step into our Egypt. He's going to step into my Egypt where I experience fear and trauma and things that I've walked through that I just are familiar to me. But God is going to set me into redemption, into freedom. And he's going to do it for you and every one of us because he promises to redeem us. He is the redeemer. He is our healer. And so I hope that encourages you today and bolsters your faith as it did for me because I have been feeling very weary lately and overwhelmed because I get ahead of God and try to figure everything out. But God is just calling us to take one step by faith. Even we don't know where we're going, he knows where we're going. And we can trust him with the outcome of whatever he calls us to do. So that's what I want to end with. And then I also want to challenge you too that this morning I did an exercise where I wrote down, it was by faith that Jessica, and I feel like God remind me of some things that because of the faith God has instilled in me, what are some of the things that I have stepped out in? Yes, I go back to captivity and I want to go back to Egypt sometimes because it's comfortable, but there are things that God has been doing and let's give him the glory for that. So if you have time today, make a list of things, even if it's one or two things, but just even believing in him, even listening to this, even reaching your hand out for him to grab it is faith. In every act that you do by faith is so beautiful to him. So I just encourage you to sit down and think of the ways 
that God would write this for you, that it was by faith that, put your name in there, it was by faith that I did this. And then maybe even fill it in for today. It was by faith that I'm going to step out and do what God is calling me to do. All right, so I'm going to end our time in prayer. I'm going to pray for all of us and for you listening. And so let's go ahead and do that together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this message. Thank you for encouraging us. Holy Spirit, thank you for using this to stir up our faith, God. I thank you that even in the midst of when things are hard or we want to return to Egypt like the Israelites did, we want to return to things that might be comfortable and familiar and we crave that comfort or we sit in our pain and I sit in my pity parties far too many times, God, but you are so faithful to pursue our hearts even in the midst of that, God. You are faithful to keep your promises, that when you give us a promise, you keep it. You are the promise keeper, God, and the way maker. You are our healer and our redeemer, God, and we just trust you with what you're doing, even though we don't always know where we're going. We trust that you will get us to where you want us to go, but we just have to take that one step at a time, God, to trust you with the outcome. I pray for everyone listening, for that listener right now that feels like they're being stirred or it's a struggle, God, whether they find themselves never getting out of that place or sometimes they experience it or they're really experiencing true freedom, God, I pray for wherever they're at. I pray that you would give them what they need, God, that they would rely on you. They would take you by the hand, God. Uh, Jesus, you would guide them to the promised land. Lord, and the ultimate promised land is that we will be with you for eternity if we've put our faith and trust in you, God. So I pray, Lord, that we would have that eternal focus as we journey with you to freedom, God. Uh, Jesus, you paid the ultimate price for us, and we are so thankful that we have salvation in no other name but you, Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for us, that it we could never repay you for it, God. And we thank you for that. I pray for incredible boldness and power to fill all of us, Lord, and that you would help us to be a light on a hill, shining bright for you, God, even in the midst of what we may be walking through, or if we're on the other side of it, Lord, may we help other people become free. It's like the woman at the well, when you spoke to her and you knew every detail of her life, God, she went and told everyone about you. May we be people that once we've experienced freedom, even just a taste of it, God, when you heal one layer at a time, may we go out and tell people, I've been free of this. Even if it's for a day, God, you're doing a work and we praise you for the work you're doing. Help us not resist the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives and submit to you, Lord, every step of the way. Help me to do that too, Lord. I have a long way to go on that, but please help me to not resist you and to be led by you, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity that we get to lean into your word together and learn about who you are and how much you love us and how much you pursue us, God. Thank you for being faithful, even when we're not. We love you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk soon. Keep shining bright, friends. The Coffee with Jesus podcast is brought to you by Bold Three Coffee, a Christian nonprofit ministry on a mission to empower others to be bold and reach every child in the world with God's word. You can learn more at bold3.org. Keep shining bright, friends, and we'll see you next time.